about an entrance right there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of... Wait for it! Escape from Planet Picture Show. still love that yeah oh my gosh four episodes in and four never episodes. gets old can you we've made it four episodes yeah that's crazy that's insane to me so we started on the 30th of september that was our very first release that's yeah. when we dropped it september 30th september 30th and here we are october 15th it is saturday october 15th beautiful yeah. saturday Lots of rain, unfortunately. I know, it's really rainy. I mean, what a way to start off the episode with the Halloween theme. I know, scary. Oh, so good. And that was the original one. Mm -hmm. The one from the original film by John Carpenter. Great <laughs> score with that film. But hello, everybody. Hello. hello. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. It's been a busy day, but yeah. we're here and we're ready to work. Was it as busy as last week? Oh, no. Last week was really busy. <laughs> I mean, you made it here on time today, so yes. that's good. <laughs> Today is going to be a really interesting episode, to say the least. We're kind of going outside of our comfort zone in terms of games that we're going to play and things that we're going to be talking about, because today's episode is all about... Serial killers. Ooh. But the not fictional ones. Fictional. Please. Like yeah. Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Ghostface, Leatherface, all those icons. Yes, 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 yes. We are not going to be doing the... Um, the real stuff yeah that's just too scary for us yeah no thank you no we, well, have, to, we have to keep this fun yeah exactly <laughs> a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. you know even though there's gonna be murder galore it's still gonna be lighthearted. we do have a lot of news that we're gonna be going through yeah, today though. a lot and there was like a lot this past week <laughs> yeah and it's not like major news yeah it's like small tidbits but it's still like it impacts the industry as a yeah. whole yeah, it's not like last week. Last week's news lasted the entire episode. That yeah. was like 30 <laughs> minutes of news. <laughs> but this is, like you said, it's industry impacting, and I feel like it's just really important to bring to everybody's attention. So, you know, per the norm, just go ahead and do in our introduction here. Movie news! So that ominous stuff, I'm just curious. Are we doing that just for Halloween, or is that going to be like a long-term No, thing? that has to be a long-term thing. So, well, the beginning, but I what mean, about the movie news portion? Yeah, that has to be a Long-term? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, that's like our brand, you know? The, like The echo at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves the echo. Are you kidding me? Sounds Watch like, everybody be like, no, I hate the echo. stop that echo. <laughs> stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like we said, a lot of stuff has happened in the industry this last week. We're not going to name any like specific dates or anything, because I realized going back at the episodes, the dates aren't really important. It's yeah, just no. the news that's important. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the sad stuff. Oh, this yeah, was really sad. I know. So first things first, Miss Angela Lansbury passed away. She was 96 years old. That's amazing. Yeah. And she's done a lot of projects. I mean, she's been around for obviously a long, long time. Um but she's been acting for, oh my god, you know I'm actually going through her IMDb page as we speak. Yeah, she um, did like bed knobs and broomsticks like back in the six no sixties seventies. Back in yeah, I think it was a seventies movie. See, I'm trying to scroll through everything. Sorry, she's she's a lot of filmography. Yeah, but it looks like her start was back in 1944, which is a long time ago. Yeah, a very very long time ago, and she's just been acting ever since. Now, she's not like, you know, one of the biggest names in the industry, you know, one of the, but she's definitely one of the most familiar names mm -hmm. 
in the industry. In my generation growing up, um, she was most known for Mrs. Potts. Yeah, from definitely. And, the Beast. and I still think now a lot of people know her as Mrs. Potts. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, that's a huge movie. Yeah. It won Oscars. It won Best Picture. And she's saying, no, it didn't win Best Picture. Yeah. No, it was the first animated movie to win Best Picture. No, it was the first to be nominated. Oh, yeah. you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but for our parents' generation, it's more like Murder, She Wrote mm-hmm. was her big thing. She was 96, so she lived a very full and loving life. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And she'll always be remembered. There's probably going to be a huge thing, huge thing at the Oscars for her this year in the memorandum portion of it all. Yeah. To continue, unfortunately, on the sad news, um, Robbie Coltrane also died. That was, a, that was another tough one. For any of you who don't know, he is the actor who played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. He died at the age of 72. And yeah. He was in all nine of the Harry Potter movies. Nine? There's nine of them? Yeah, the eighth oh, movie was split yeah. in two parts. Yeah, so... He was doing that for that series went on for like twelve years. Yeah, it was a long it's time. Like two thousand or no nineteen nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Still, really long. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, and the last movie came out in like two thousand twelve. Yeah, he was at that for a long time. You know, he obviously watched the kids grow up and seeing them, you know, move on to bigger and better things. You know, he was one of my favorite characters in the movies. Me too. And also in the books, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But it's a little tough to see him go, but he's in a better place. They're both in a better place. Very sad news. But that's the only sad news we have today. Yeah. Well, so... maybe not for David O. Russell and oh. his little movie. Oh, boy. Lay it on us. What are you talking about right now? So we're talking about the newest movie, Amsterdam, directed by David O. Russell. It stars Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Taylor Swift. Robert De Niro. Huge names. Enormous names. nobody went to go see them. What? Yeah. So Amsterdam opened in theaters, and it opened to an opening weekend of 6.4 million, which is extremely low. Yeah. Especially because it cost almost like 100 million to produce. If you don't make, realistically, if you don't make over $100 million for the movie... It's a mediocre movie. Yeah. And with a cast this big, oh, yo, 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 yo. I know, especially because it, it has, like, some big names, especially, like, Taylor Swift. Like, you'd think her fans would want to go see her in that role, especially because, you know, she has such a huge fan base. But Yeah, seriously. But here we are. Yeah. So, okay, so they only made 6.4 opening weekend. Yeah. And... So that's not consecutively between the two weekends, though, right? Uh. Yeah, no, it's just the opening weekend, but it's only going to make I'm pretty sure like around 40 million worldwide once it wraps up wraps up its run. That's only if it makes it <laughs> yeah. that long. <laughs> That's like the prediction right now. <laughs> like, well, I mean, realistically thinking looking at the entirety of like the box office and how all that stuff works, right? It's just all it's a lot of no it's a big numbers game. Yeah. Really, I'm not going to break that down because that's beyond my pay grade. I don't even know how to explain how the money's divided, what the money goes towards. I just know that's why tickets for a movie now are $15 each. Yeah. Is because they need to be able to make up for these big movies coming out. But if the theater doesn't see any kind of movement with this movie, 
they might not even hold on to it. Mm -hmm. They might send it back and just be like, no, we're good. No one's seeing it. Like, we're losing money because there's a whole theater where no one's watching the movie. And studios do the same thing when they're moving their movies to digital, like on iTunes and stuff like that. Because Universal, if their movie doesn't do good in like 17, 20 days, they already send it to iTunes. You can buy it there. Watch Mm -hmm. it. It's crazy how it works now. And especially with streaming devices being as big as they are and different streaming services, even not like the major ones, you know, we're not talking like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff, but stuff like Vudu, like V-U-D-U, you can probably buy Amsterdam when it comes out for like a severely discounted price. Because typically when a movie comes out, it's going to be anywhere between 20 and $25 for either a download or a DVD or a Blu-ray. I mean, if you get like a, a couple people to watch it with you. I feel like it's worth it. Oh, absolutely. Mean. Well, that's that's for a rental. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But like, if you're buying it and you're paying, you might as well just pay the twenty bucks, mm-hmm. right, and hold on to it if it's if you think it's a good movie. Which, well, I'll get to that. There's been a lot of talk about why this movie's not doing good, and there's like three main standout issues. One, the older crowd, the older generation, hasn't been fully accepting to go back to the theaters we've seen that it was a lot a big problem last year in movies but this year it's starting to die down like we saw elvis do really well at the box office even though it's like a two and a half hour movie and it's geared towards an icon that mainly the older generation but there's also a terrible 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 critical score to this there it right now it's at a 33 percent on rotten tomatoes which is pretty bad and then the final reason is that director David O. Russell is not the best person. He has some questionable events happen in his past, and he treats his actors a little, a little rough, not the best. And so, are there any like official reports saying yeah. how they're treated? He, him, and George Clooney got into like a huge fight on set. I forgot the movie, but it was like in the early two thousand or mid two thousands, and when they were filming American Hustle. A few years ago, he made Amy Adams, like, have a mental breakdown on set. It was bad. What? Yeah. And, you know, just for the sake of keeping this pretty light, there's some other stuff that kind of delves into family issues and sexual assault. But, yeah, so you would want to go research that on your own. It's pretty bad. He's not a good person. Ooh, I see. I didn't realize that was a thing yeah and it it was pretty low-key until his last movie came out joy and then it started to like kind of come to the forefront especially when me too started but ever since then it's just gotten more and more public and i'm pretty sure that's a pretty heavy factor into why this movie doesn't isn't doing that well who was in joy that was jennifer lawrence yeah jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence robert de niro and edgar ramirez those were the oh and bradley cooper of course yeah bradley cooper and Jennifer Lawrence in a movie together. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it got that deep. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. The industry's tough, right? Like, I, I haven't actually been on an official set ever, you know? I've, I, well, I mean, I've been on, like, a hot set, but, like, there was nobody there, right? Mm-hmm. It was like no one was filming that day, so we got to see the set, but I never actually have seen how the set is played. And I know, you know, based on just my experience and our experience, you know, being in like the short films and stuff together, it can be a little stressful sometimes. And I I get that that might be, you know, laying on his shoulders a little bit more, but to be able to, to lash out 
basically at your employees. Like they're they're your employees mm-hmm. at that point. It's just not okay. Yeah. There there's a limit. You know what I mean? And you know, a lot of people, um, not necessarily in this story, but just in general, say that if you can't take the heat, don't work in Hollywood, right? But there's a limit. You know, like if someone is yelling at you and possibly like there's no specifics, but possibly screaming obscenities at you and telling you things that you that again we don't know but and you start crying about it like you have every right to cry about that you know what i mean with mm-hmm. your employer yelling at you like that but if they're kind of like get your act together kind of thing that's a different story you know but it sounds like this is much deeper than that yeah it's very deep and i'm pretty sure more, you know people try to hide it under the rug especially when this movie came out but you know it's always going to come back and bite you in the butt so always yeah always always my God. Well, let's go ahead and go on to even more depressing news. <laughs> I know. We're on a great streak. It's fine. Oh it's going to get better. I swear. It's going to get much better. We're going to lighten up a little bit later. Yeah. Um, we're going to dive into Warner Brothers here. Which is a mess itself. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm slowly becoming more and more anti-Warner Brothers because of their, their – just their industry standpoint – isn't the strongest right now. I feel like they're just not thinking clearly and they're doing things a little chaotically. Yeah. And it sucks because they've had some like really good movies come out recently. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, a lot of it really started with the DC extended universe with Gal Gadot coming in as wonder woman. And, um, you know, Warner brothers kept saying, this is not going to do well. This is not going to do well. Had that sexist kind of vibe to it. Right. And, of course, it was one of the highest-grossing DC movies at that time when it came out. And then now with Ezra Miller and all the stuff happening with him and The Flash, and even though he's getting all these things pressed towards him, uh, they're still keeping him as The Flash. They're not planning on changing that anytime soon, which is going against, obviously, morals, right? Like, just either scrap the project or redo it with somebody else which is not gonna happen it's not gonna happen they've already invested too much in it i get it as a business standpoint but businesses have dropped projects that have basically been done before yeah so for girl well batgirl that's a huge one on hbo max they have a children's show called ellen and it's about a young ellen degeneres living in louisiana with her friends and just them getting into conflict. And it's like a really good, feel-good, moral kind of show. They had a full season, and they were approved for a second season. All of season two was completed and done. And they were ready to upload it to their streaming service. And Warner Brothers said, no, scrap it. Yep, for tax write-offs. Not only that, they just recently bought out Cartoon Network, which is huge because now all these people who have placed their heart and soul into these projects that were supposed to go on Cartoon Network might not even see the light of day because Warner Brothers now has a hold of it. Um, I mean, this isn't even the point that I was trying to get at, but yeah. like, this is just a stream of stuff that really has led up to just the insanity known as Warner Brothers. So they have this thing at Warner Brothers Discovery where they have these, it's basically just workshops. They're pipeline programs for writers and directors not necessarily internships, but something similar where they're able to come in and they're able to work directly with people on set, people in their industry to show their ideas, explain their ideas, and just kind of delve a little bit deeper into it. And I thought that was really cool how they did that. But recently they literally came out and said, no, we're scrapping this program. Like we don't want 
that they didn't say this directly, but they said they just don't want the new people. They want people they're already familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, and, it probably costs money, and they don't want to spend money. Well, that's the thing. It's it's investing. You're yeah. literally investing in these in these new people that are coming in who might not have experience. I feel like that's just something that you that it has to be done because you won't you won't know what you're missing until you actually see it. Right. Yeah. This happened back on October 11th. Literally, as soon as this was released, there was so much backlash online. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it like trended on Twitter like yeah. all day or something. Yeah, it was huge. And people were losing their freaking minds. It just became this whole political act for them. So Warner Brothers decided to backpedal the following day, literally on October 12th, and said, we're just kidding. It's going to be reinstated. We didn't, you know, we never April meant Fools. to do that. But to make it even worse, one of the directors, I don't I don't know her name directly. I'm trying to find it in this article and I can't find her. But she made the comment on the 11th, this was the plan all along, was to cancel this program. And here they are being like, whoop, 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 whoop. No, no, no. We can't do that now all because of the backlash because that's just bad publicity for yeah. them, you know, which is why, again, like I'm starting to become more and more anti-Warner Brothers. I know. They need to get their act together. They really do. It's just unfortunate. This is a huge opportunity for a lot of people who are striving to come into the industry. It's a great opportunity for people who have already been in the industry to learn from all these new eyes but they're not seeing it that way. Mm -hmm. They're seeing it as in like, we need to make money and we don't want to invest in someone who might not be able to provide for that. So again, from a business standpoint, I get it, but you need to invest to make the business. So big hot pipe and piece of mess. I just, ugh, gross. It just, it like strains, not even like maybe new talent relationships, but old ones too, because I see how they're treating these up and coming filmmakers and it's kind of like why are you doing that like well that's what i'm saying like you're putting a bad taste in everybody's yeah. mouth not even just the employees but the consumer the consumer is seeing all this happen how are you supposed to support something like this mm-hmm. you know how are you supposed to go to now a warner brothers movie to be like oh that's right none of these are new people it's just a bunch of old bags you know sitting yeah. in an office somewhere writing up something because they've been doing it for the last 50 years and it's it's just unfortunate. It's it it's and a lot of this really stemmed, like you said earlier, from Batgirl, because Batgirl was supposed to be a ethically di- or a, a eth- ethnicity diversity kind of film. Yeah, she wasn't gonna be a white actress, which is obviously what she was in the comics. They were gonna go in a different direction, and a lot of people say that they canceled the project because of that, which I don't necessarily believe in. I don't either. I think. Once David Zaslav, the new, is he's CEO, right? CEO of Warner Brothers. He's very, like, business-oriented. And I don't think it's that. I think it's more like, why is he going to waste, well, okay, his mind waste $80 million on a movie that's just going to go to streaming and make no money back because that type of money you have, or that type of subscription, like, count, you have to get a lot or get that level really high to get your money back and mm-hmm. I, I don't think he saw Batgirl as a huge draw I, I agree I even agree. with Michael Keaton returning and Brendan Fraser having like a big comeback I don't think he saw it as like a huge draw but then that also leads to them thinking like well is he sexist yeah like, does he not want another lead 
woman in a superhero movie because this is the same guy that was in charge when Wonder Woman came on the scene. And um, they're just like, this isn't going to do well. And here we are, you know. Mm -hmm. So they just think it's history repeating itself at this point. But Warner Brothers, just get your head out of your ass, bro. Okay. For real. Get this figured out. Let's move on with our lives so we can go ahead and enjoy your movies like we used to. Otherwise, you're just going to open up a can of worms and Disney's going to have to buy you out. Yeah. So, like, they do everything else. <laughs> Speaking of Disney buyouts, yeah, there's also some Disney news. We're going to go to the complete opposite of a studio that is pumping out content nonstop. <laughs> we're going to talk about Marvel. So, Marvel recently had some release date changes. So, we're going to run down really fast. Blade was previously dated for November 3rd, 2023, which was kind of around the corner. It's almost a year away. But now it's moving back a whole year to September 6th, 2024. That is the like time period Shang-Chi came out, or Shang-Chi, pardon me. And then the Deadpool 3, which was previously dated for September 6th, 2024, which is what Blade, where Blade is now. That is going to be November 8th, 2024. And then Fantastic Four was previously dated for, you guessed it, November 8th, 2024. And it is moving to... 14th 2025 and then this kind of is a big change but like pretty pretty warranted avengers secret wars which is the sequel to avengers king dynasty was previously dated for november 7th 2025 and is now moving to may 1st 2026 lots of big changes yeah but i'm pretty sure it's warranted especially because of all the blade drama right now oh my gosh we talked about that a little bit in our vampire episode yeah we didn't really touch on it too too much yeah uh, are you familiar with the drama for blade sort of yeah i can delve into it a little bit i don't have like the direct sources <laughs> like kind of here but if you had to like do like a brief synopsis on what's exactly is happening yeah um, how would you be able to explain it to people so of course as people you may have known blade is coming back they're rebooting it for the mcu Mahershala Ali will be the star of the movie and it was announced back in like 2019 and there's really been no chatter about it and then we had a director pardon me if I butcher the name but Basim Tariq was hired to direct in September 2021 and then just a few weeks ago he left the project out of nowhere they were about to start filming this November and then all of a sudden he just like dipped and nobody really knew why. And a news report came out from this website called The Ankler. And he basically said that the script was terrible. It was only 90 pages, which is equivalent to like maybe an hour and a half, hour 40 yeah, minutes. Give or take. And it was very dramatic. It only had two action sequences in the whole movie. And they were very lackluster. And supposedly Kevin Feige just needed to like start from scratch. His focus wasn't on this project as much. So and Mahershala Ali was not really happy about this. And so they're currently in negotiations to find a new director and a script rewrite. So that's what's happening. Good Lord. Yeah. And as we all know, the Marvel movies have to be released in order. Yeah. Right? Like, that's just the way that it works. You can't just, you know, obviously the reason Blade's coming out first is because it leads into something bigger for another movie coming out after mm -hmm. it. So you can't release Blade after the movie's coming out after it. You just can't do that. Unless they end up deciding, like, oh, maybe we can. And we'll just intertwine them some other way. Who knows? Those aren't, like, major bumps overall. I mean, it's like a four-month bump between yeah, they, they all said, the movies. Oh, yeah, for the release dates, yeah. yeah. 
But as for Blade schedule, they're trying to start filming by the early next year. So maybe like January to or March. But I feel like that's cutting it really close to find a to do a whole script rewrite and find a new director that'll kind of come up with their vision right away. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fast, but I mean they've done it. You know they've done stuff like this yeah, before. They'll be able to figure Ant-Man it out. Ant Man is an example. Ant Man's with... a prime example. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Lots of hot messes with Ant Man yeah. back in the day. That's not the only Marvel moves. Marvel moves. Moo. Oh my god. <laughs> Marvel news that came out this week. Obviously, we have a huge movie coming out right around the corner yeah, here. It's like two, three weeks. Yeah. I I honestly forgot it was coming out this year. Well, I, it just doesn't feel like it's coming this fast. Like. I'm just sitting here like, oh, it's October 15th. Black Panther 2 is in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It's coming out on, on what date? November 11th, I believe. Oh, my God. It's a little under a month. That's so close. Yeah. That's insane how close that is. So a little bit of news was released about this movie. Nothing too crazy. It's more like plot line related, yeah. right? Yeah. Basically, Wakanda Forever um, had like... As the movie gets closer, the press run's starting to get pretty pretty kick-started, pretty large. It was just a small interview with Ryan Coogler, the director, and it had like an official plot synopsis. In Marvel Studios, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Queen Ramonda, right? Ramonda? That sounds right. Okay. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I you're, haven't you're watched doing Black good. Panther in like forever. Yeah, same here. Shuri? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Which one? Okay. Oh. Okoye. Yeah, Okoye, it came back. I'm gonna restart this because. <laughs> <laughs> let's try that one more time. Okay. One more time. <clears throat> back it up. Here we go. Okay, so Black Panther two news. Nothing really major, but the press run is starting to get into full swing because the movie's coming really close. There was a, like a small interview with Ryan Coogler, the director, and he gave an official plot synopsis. But it says basically Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku. Okoye. Okoye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, you're nailing it, bro. It's all good. Okay. Uh, Okoye, the Dora Milaje, they will fight to protect their nation from the intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapters, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia and Everett Ross and forge a new path to, for the kingdom of Wakanda. We're introducing Namor, the king of a hidden undersea nation, and the film also stars Dominic Thorne, Michaela Cole, M- Mabel Cadena, and Alex Livanali. It's directed by Ryan Coogler, produced by Kevin Feige and Nate Moore, and it opens in U.S. theaters November 11th, 2022. That's basically nothing. <laughs> well, not only that, they did talk about the plot line time frame. They did say that it takes place practically, they said, four years down oh, the road? Was it four? I thought it was one. I could have. Was it one? See, I must have written. I've, I don't think I wrote. Writ, write, good God. <laughs> we can't English today. <laughs> I don't think I read it properly, if that's the case. I literally just sc- skimmed the article when it popped out. But it's going to be a time jump. Yeah. So it doesn't taste. It doesn't take. Good. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening? Take a breath. <laughs> It doesn't take place directly after T'Challa's death. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's at least a one-year time jump. It's okay. I'm pretty sure they're sh- gonna show the funeral like that type era, oh, sure. and then it's gonna go- jump like a year or two. Who knows? Something like that. 
yeah. or three. Like, well, I, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> we'll find out in three weeks. <laughs> we will. Um, one of the supervisors on the show also came out and said that fans still haven't guessed who the new Black Panther uh-huh, is. So funny. It's literally Shuri. Everybody knows it. Nah, <laughs> come on. Well, I mean, the poster that they've been revealing, I mean, the trailers have been fantastic. Yeah, the, the trailers, trailers have been, have been really good. good. But the poster they revealed does have Shuri on it and no Black Panther. Ooh. Yeah, it's literally Shuri. She's front we, and center in right. every single poster. He's the, she's the biggest one on the poster. Yes. We all know that's what's going to be coming. I mean, they've given us scapegoats like this before in the past. You know, they're they're well known for it. Marvel. Yeah. So they they're like not to... going to go out and say, oh, yeah, Shuri's the new Black Panther. They are going to want to. I don't know why they're keeping it a secret at this point, yeah. though. <laughs> well, it's kind of like with the red herrings when Endgame came out, where they're kind of like, oh, we don't know. Oh, no, not Endgame. Sorry, the, the Spider-Man movie. Oh, um, no, way no Way Home. Yeah. Or, you know, they were doing all these interviews with not just Tobey Maguire, but also Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Garfield had to lie through his teeth. Tobey Maguire had to lie through his teeth. And, you know, Tom Holland is the one who's just spreading the news because he's good at keeping secrets. I know. But... I- it's funny that Andrew Garfield had like four projects coming out right before No Way Home. So every single press interview for every other project was all about No Way Home, No yeah. Way Home, No Way Home. I was like, you know, he's in like Eyes of Tammy Faye, Tick, Tick, Boom. Like, why don't you ask and, about that? <laughs> you know, as an actor, I can just feel how frustrating that would be. Yeah. I, I personally would hate that. Me if, too. If I was advertising this new movie that I was super proud of and they're like, oh, hey, by the way. Let's talk Spider-Man. I know. Like, why? Especially because they have to do, like, a bunch of interviews in, like, a few hours. I'm like, you're rushing through, like, maybe six, seven people? Yeah. Like, an like, hour? They're, and... like, back to back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, could you imagine having six interviews? Let's just say in a day, right? You have six interviews in a day from different news sources, and all six of them are like, yeah, 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 tick, tick, boom. But um, Spider-Man. I would like, no. Stop. I would literally just hang up on the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> just leave leave the kids alone. I know you guys are excited. Marvel's one of the biggest names out there, but let them just let them promote their own movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda like with when Uncharted came out with Tom Holland. They were asking also him about yeah. Spider Man. It's kinda like just let it go, dude. Let him let him live his life. Okay. Yeah. My gosh. Moving out of Marvel News, we're gonna be going into a bit of a throwback, actually, throwback. in TV show news. This is not movie news. Really exciting. Yeah. Uh, like the first time we have TV show news. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. So there's this new TV show. They just had a trailer released called Blockbuster, and it's based off of the the store, Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So ironically, it's being developed by Netflix, which are the people who actually pushed blockbuster out of business i know i'm a little scared of like the jokes like come on netflix don't be all mean <laughs> uh, but that's going to be coming out on november 3rd which streaming is on also netflix. right around the corner literally right around the corner and the cast is great i am really excited for it but i don't i genuinely don't know the time frame for this i don't know if this takes place at the last blockbuster on earth i don't know if this is like a 90s sitcom because it looks really recent they have like dvds and stuff in the trailer you know that you see and uh, the movies in that background look really recent, so I'm assuming it takes place currently. Yeah, or like maybe a few years back, maybe. Yeah. Um, it says but... in the last blockbuster video store. Okay, so this this takes place in the last blockbuster. Yeah, which is yeah. in Oregon. Correct. Yeah. 
uh, has Randall Park in it. He's probably the, the biggest name in there, obviously, besides Melissa Fumero. If you guys aren't familiar with Melissa Fumero, she was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That was her her big role breakout alongside Andy Samberg in that show. And Randall Park, obviously, we all know him from Marvel, plays, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo, yes, from Ant-Man and from WandaVision. He's going to be in um, the new Ant-Man, too. So I, I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, I know. Uh, he was his, pretty funny in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, oh my gosh, I love, every time he was in the scene, it was so funny. The magic card. How did, you, how did you do that? How did you do that? So good, so good. Uh, so that's going to be coming out on November 3rd. It looks really, really good. So I strongly recommend everybody take a look at that. Next up, we had the very first release for a our first Christmas movie. First new Christmas movie this year. Yeah, and it's a kind of a, it's an original story, right? It it's is. Not, uh, what? Uh, it's like, is it? It's Christmas Carol, right? It's or... the Christmas Carol. Yeah. So this movie, it's called Spirited. It's going to be a musical movie. Yeah. And it stars Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell for the first time together in a movie. They've never done any movies together in the past. It should be interesting. I think they would work really well together. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of information on it besides basically what it seems like is Will Ferrell is going to be like the the ghost of Christmas, um, past, future, and present. Um, It looks like he's playing all three roles. And then Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be like the Scrooge of this this version of the movie. Yeah. And Um, it also has... Octavia Spencer, shout out it to does. her. I love her so much. It does. She was shown in the trailer for like... 0.2 seconds. <laughs> yeah, really quick. But she was advertised at the very end when they would when they showed the yeah, celebrity yeah, names. Yeah. So, which, is re- which means she plays a bigger role than we actually are aware of. Maybe she's like the, the Bob Cratchit of it. Maybe yeah. she works underneath Ryan Reynolds' character and he has to like, you know, rekindle with her and i just hope she has a musical number i it, need to see that i saw her dancing in the tree yeah so i'm <laughs> hoping so this is only gonna be released on apple plus uh, yeah apple tv plus but they do do like one week before you said do do ah, i knew you were gonna <laughs> say that right when i <laughs> okay but like apple tv does release their movies in theaters for like a week before because i I'm pretty sure, like, their most recent movies, Luck and The Greatest Beer Run Ever, were in theaters. I don't think Luck ever went to theaters. Oh, no. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because me and my mom went to go see a movie, and it was playing there. Really? I mean, we didn't go see Luck. We went to go see something else. Yeah. Oh, I'd see. I always thought it went straight to Apple TV. Some of them do. Some of them don't. What about The Greatest Beer Run? Yeah, that was in theaters. That was in theaters, too? Yeah, that, too. See, I didn't know that was in theaters, too. Yeah, Apple TV's pretty good about putting their stuff in theaters for, like, a little bit, like a week, and then they release it. I'll see if that's the case. This is going to be my go-to Christmas movie. Okay, I would love to see this in theaters. Yeah, so. it says November 11th in theaters. Almost there. Yeah. Also right around the corner. Oh, oh the same day as Black Panther. <laughs> oh, no. I have to choose? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was like a blink or... We're <laughs> <laughs> delirious tonight. Oh, my God. But that's all we have for movie news and, uh, well, one TV news. One TV. So it's been pretty exciting. There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of good news, a lot of not so good news. Now, for those of you who don't know, we are now performing ads inside of our podcast. Yay. Yay. Episode four. The fourth time of not having that sound effect. Oh, we're, 
We're working on it. We'll get there. Basically, the ads are going to be provided for us to be able to provide you guys a better experience. So I know they're kind of like a blech thing. But at this point in our podcast is when we're going to take our first ad break. So we're actually going to take a real quick break now because I have to use the potty. Uh, Vibes. Possibly grab a drink. Yes. So um, you cool to take a break now? Yep. All right. Perfect. We'll be right back, guys. Here to talk about serial killers. Killers, 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 killers. Oh, you want to try that again? <laughs> no, it's serial killers. Killers, 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 killers. killers. Oh. <laughs> it's like you bonk something on the head. <laughs> I'm gonna say those are for the people that like Hereditary, but it was ruined. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We're now hopping into the fun part of our podcast. Beep, 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 beep. After that break, <laughs> it was nice to have that little uh, little stretch after all the depressing news we were yeah. going through, you know. Obviously, today's episode is about serial kill. What was that? Did you hear that? It was this. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> probably should not be playing with that. <laughs> today's episode is about serial killers. Uh-oh. That's right. Uh-oh. Terrifying, disgusting, creepy little vermin. That was really intense. I didn't yeah. mean, I know. <laughs> My God. So, but again, as we said earlier, we're talking about fictional serial killers. I was scared for that. I was yeah, really it, terrified. I mean, that wasn't that loud, right? <laughs> was it louder than the Halloween stuff? Yeah, was I it, think it really was. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, hopefully the segment won't last too long. Yeah. For specific reasons. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we just did a little bit more research on exactly what is a serial killer. Obviously, they're insane people, right? They're absolutely insane. They're um, a little crazy. I went onto this wonderful website called Britannica. Oh, very yes, fancy. Indeed. <laughs> and it refers to it as a serial murderer, which I think is basically the same thing. It's literally, you just used a synonym for killer. <laughs> I know. Also known as serial killing, right? But basically... Wow, so prestigious <laughs> in their definition. Well, I mean, there's murder, right? Yeah. And that's like if I kill you. That's just a murder. What? So... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scary. But to be considered, quote-unquote, a serial killer, based on the website Britannica... You have to be a serial killer. You have to be serial about it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. It's, quote, the unlawful homicide of at least two people carried out by the same person in separate events occurring at different times. Wow. (laughs) Right? So basically just two plus murders. (laughs) So, yeah, so I can murder you... And then I can go murder somebody else, and I would be considered a serial killer. If you don't hear from me tomorrow, <laughs> you know who the first person to look for. We're going to have to recast on next week's podcast. <laughs> Michael's going to come back. 
but serial killers they get a little scary sometimes yeah. real real life serial yeah. killers yeah that's right? why we're doing fictional yeah i mean we were gonna talk about the jeffrey dahmer stuff no thank you we're like no did you watch the show or no i haven't yet yeah i watched like the first episode and then i was like this is kind of uncomfortable yeah that's so what everyone I, says. I took like a week off and then i watched the second episode and i was like I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that because I actually have a coworker here who said the exact same thing. Yeah. That she's just like, yeah, well, it's a girl, right? <laughs> so she's a little bit more like, ugh. Yeah. But yeah, she's just like, she watched it. And she's like, how can you guys be obsessed with this? Because it's crazy. We all like that crazy I stuff. I guess, but like 10 episodes about the same serial killer showing every single killing. Like, no, thank you. I'm okay. Wait, the same serial killer? In case you haven't picked up on it, every time we say the word, oh. that <laughs> <laughs> the previous mentioned word, serial killer, uh, that noise will pop up, and you can thank Taylor for that. Oh my god! Not my idea. <laughs> no, it's my idea. I'm the one editing. I can do what I want. So. I have to watch my mouth. <laughs> I heard that show's crazy though. Yeah. It's really crazy. But really going back, I did a lot of research on like who was the first movie serial killer. Whenever I type that in, it's like, oh, movie serial killer. <laughs> I'm like, no, like fictional. And they're like, oh, a book about a serial killer. I'm like, no. But it was like a 2011 book. Oh I'm like, God. this is not what I want, right? I, I tried to go back as far as I possibly could. And I think you found. I think, I mean, even if this isn't correct, it's pretty damn close. And it's probably the most impactful. In yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. In like, of... terms of pop culture. Yeah. Right? I, I found Norman Bates. And I think that's a perfect answer. So for those of you who don't know who Norman Bates is, it's literally Psycho. Like, yeah. that sound that I keep playing whenever somebody says a certain word. Oh, see... Nathan looked at me like, don't you I watched don't his hands it. on the keyboard. I was um, like... But that sound was originally from the Alfred Hitchcock film. Yes. He's the one who made that. That's when the murder happened in the shower with the Hershey syrup being poured down the drain. It's supposed <laughs> to portray blood. It's a black and white film. Right? Yeah. So it's a little bit older. But they've had different interpretations of Norman Bates. Obviously, the original one was way, way back in the day. It was an Al- original Alfred Hitchcock film. And they did Norman Bates recently with Freddie Highmore in the TV show Bates Motel, which I also hear is very good. Um, yeah, I never watched it. Uh, Stacy watched a little bit of it. She she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. But it's like a it's like what made him the the crazy person that he is. What made him do the things that he did. It's like him growing up at the hotel, right? Um, and then of course there's American Psycho, which is gonna be I think it's Norman Bates' kid growing up to be a crazy person the last name is also bates in the movie i can't think of his first name Wait, right whoa, now whoa, whoa. backtrack like the christian bale movie the christian bale one that's not no. his last name is bates unless no, it's just a it's, reference no, towards it's patrick bateman that's the character's name patrick bates no it's patrick bateman google that bring it up i'm telling you american psycho is not yeah it's gotta be come on okay who's gonna win because i know i'm right i know i'm right American Psycho. How do you spell Psycho? Psycho. I'll see. It brought up the regular Psycho. I don't. I'm American Psycho is a whole different thing than Psycho. Nah, dude. Hold on. Hold on. 
Oh, it is Bateman. You son of a gun. You're absolutely I'm right. right. Oh no, my phone disconnected from <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, okay. So I gotta. I've never seen this movie. I'm literally just basing all of this off of what I saw. Wait, like, American Psycho or Psycho? Yes, it's fine. I'm well. I haven't seen Psycho, but okay. I've seen American Psycho, and I can tell you, it's not. <laughs> There's no correlation. No, no correlation okay. whatsoever. Okay. So I'm not familiar at all with that. But he is obviously another famous serial killer. Oh. <laughs> interesting i'm going insane (laughs) obviously talking about today's podcast you know norman bates is definitely i would feel the oldest pop culture wise serial killer yeah in terms of media now we have a little fun mini game we're gonna be playing here i'm just curious on what like your list is i think my list will be i think you'll be surprised by my list i think i'm gonna be surprised too now in this game um I asked him to go ahead and pick his top five greatest or favorite and or favorite movie serial killers. I'm not going to play the sound. It's okay. (laughs) But I'm talking about greatest. Like, who would you hire to kill teenagers, right? Let's just say it's like a serial killer for hire, and you had to pick someone to go ahead and, you know, murder people. What would your top five be? Who would be your choices? Okay, so number one is kind of a... Double punch. It's Billy and Stu from Scream. That, you, let me guess. You've never oh, watched Scream. We tried watching it the other day on Paramount Plus, uh, and it bam, did not bam, work. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and it didn't work. No, we we weren't able to get in. Spoiler alert. Sorry. No, I already know how. Okay. I know the twist. Yeah, it's all good. Don't you I worry. think they're like just a fun duo. And okay, I probably shouldn't describe them as fun because they're serial killers. But like, I just think how they work together is quite interesting. Okay. I and then number two. I feel like you're going to be surprised. Have you seen the movie Seven? I have not seen the movie Seven. Okay, well, the killer, John Doe. I'm not going to say the actor's name who plays it. It's spoiler alert. It's it's an older movie, it's, I isn't it? Can I can I guess? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is it Kevin Spacey? It is Kevin Spacey. Okay. I just really liked how the mystery of it all. And it's funny because my number two is connected to my number three in a sense. It's the Riddler from the Batman, the most recent oh. one. Yes, because okay. technically he is a serial killer. The one with Battinson. Yes. Okay. And that's Paul Dano. Okay. And Seven is, or the Batman is, no, Seven is an inspiration of, I don't think I can English. You're doing good. The Batman is inspired by Seven. There we go. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So I just think that, I don't know. I like when they they take murder and make it like a mystery. Okay, murder mystery, obviously. Yeah. But like more in an elevated sense, like Seven and the Batman, combining mm-hmm. those different mm-hmm. genres and all. And then just like round out my list for something fun, Michael Myers. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. The Halloween or Halloween and Scream were like the first two horror movies I've ever watched. Okay. So I always liked them. Okay. Yeah. I can dig that. Okay. And I think they would create a big, fun mystery, I... but also kill a bunch of people. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, if you hire all five of them, yeah, that would just be... I don't know how well they would all work together. Yeah. I don't think they would work well together, but like maybe they can like split off into little groups. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird fanfic that we're writing right now. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, I, I'm going in a completely different direction yeah i, I kind of yeah figured we were gonna go very so different. i really appreciate yours i don't have like a in terms of like top 
five, like in terms of like five is my least favorite, and one is who I would oh, definitely yeah, that, hire. My list right? isn't like that. So either. yours wasn't ordered. Yeah, it right? was kind of like these people would create like a good mystery murder. Okay. That's pretty much it. Perfect. So for me, based on what I have personally seen, um, Heath Ledger's Joker. Ooh. That scene with the at the very end of the Dark Knight with the boats, mm-hmm. where they basically had to choose like which boat to explode, yeah. and it didn't work unfortunately. Go, but if that did work, that's insanity. Yeah, that is just absolute insanity. He's also just ruthless. Next up, I have Jigsaw from the Saw Ooh, series. Can't do Saw. I'm never um, watching a Saw movie. <laughs> that's my favorite horror franchise. Oh, really? Is the Saw movies. I think they're just so good. They're so well written. And the way that they all interconnect at the very end, I just feel is really cool. But the way that he just torments people, there's only been out of all the movies, I think each movie has like one survivor out of like, because I think like number, I'm trying, sorry, I'm really trying to like, there's like 10 movies yeah, out, right? They're making another one, I'm pretty but, sure. They, I think so. Yeah, starting all the way back at the first one, neither one of them make it out. You know, those those two people that are tied up in that cell, nobody makes it out. But the group scenes specifically, I don't think anybody makes it out. And when they do, they're like severely traumatized and damaged, where they're like missing an arm or they're missing <laughs> limbs and stuff, right? Yeah. So next up, I have Leatherface. Another one where I'm like, I can't. That's what I'm saying. Dude, he is terrifying, and I feel like teenagers are dumb enough, especially nowadays. I know. Well, where if they see something like that, they're going to be like, ooh, let's go check it out. Did you watch the new Texas Chainsaw on Netflix, the one that came out this February? No. Oh, you have to watch that. It's so bad, but so good at the same time. And it's literally teenagers being stupid. I love it. I love stupid teenager yeah. movies. And oh. then, but the original, oh my god, that's like the scariest movie I've ever seen. Really? Yes. Okay. I okay. watched it at like ten o'clock at night, and I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Next is Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth. He has so many freaking movies, and each movie he has like ten murders. Like, there's a lot of murdering going on. And there's really no rhyme or reason for it. He just likes to kill people. It's just a lot of fun to watch. Then lastly, only because I think he's just how silly the concept is, is Chucky. <laughs> he is such a silly character on paper. Like, yeah. if you were to write down, like, the concept of Chucky to me, I would laugh at you. But, like, seeing it in movies, it's actually really well done. The original is very, very good. I did watch the remake. I think we watched the remake together, didn't we? The TV show? No, 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 no. The the one in the movie theaters, the one that had Mark Hamill. Oh, we no, we didn't see that. No. I've um, never seen any of the Chuck. Oh. I've watched the new TV show. I watched the first season, but I haven't caught up with the second season. And the first season was actually really good. That's what I was told. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I would recommend it. Perfect. There we go. Shout out to the Chucky show. And that's on HBO? No. Uh, it premieres on Sci-Fi, I believe, but it's literally on Peacock the next day. Peacock. There we go. Perfect. So that's my top five. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great list. Isn't that right? Very different from one another. Yes. For sure. It shows our interest in horror movies. I know. Mine's more like mystery, and yours is just like blood, yeah. blood, blood. Kills, kills, kills. <laughs> Stupid teenagers. Now, when it comes to media, though, pop culture, you know, there's a lot of famous serial killers. Like, without, let's just clean slate, right? 
first serial killer that comes to mind, fictional, who would it be? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Yeah. For me, it's Ghostface. Yeah, see. Right. But... However, in terms of popularity, in terms of the amount of times that pop culture has um, parodied or, or referred to a specific serial killer, a uh, fictional serial killer, that person's Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. He is... I've, I've been doing a lot of research. I spent about an hour on that particular one. Every single website I went to said Hannibal Lecter was yeah. number one. I know when I was doing my notes, it, Hannibal Lecter was always on the list. And not even just the the movie one, the one from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like the, the TV show one showed up a lot in, in Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Any kind of version of Hannibal Lecter is just one of the biggest pop culture icons and serial killers, which is crazy. But his killings are a little... They're more described. They're not yeah. really shown until like the TV show, right? But it just it got me thinking. Out of all the s- fictional serial killers in the world, who's actually had the most kills out of everybody? Yeah, I looked at the websites. I was like, did you look at the websites? Yeah. So I was surprised, honestly. <laughs> right. So I have three different links here for us to look at. These are going to be the most kills in any movies. A lot of them are very similar. Actually, oh, there we go. Let's see, that one was not opening up for me. Come on, select it. Open it. Open it. Um, Can you actually open up link three? It won't let me do it. Yeah, let me see. I'm missing link one. I have link one up. All right. I have it open. Okay. So these are from not even, like, main websites. These are, like, from, like, third-party websites, websites that people don't go to on a regular basis. So we're not on Wikipedia. We're not on IMDb. But I'm actually having some internet connection issues, too, where the websites aren't popping up for me. Yeah, mine, mine's being a little slow. <sighs> but I, I have I have the text, so I can just read it. You do it. have the yeah. text. Okay, so... Just the picture they're not. Oh, that's okay. We don't need the pictures. We all know what they look like. Nobody can see them. So well, let's go and start with the website. So we're just we're only going to use this one link, unfortunately, because we're having some issues. But which which website is this? Which one are you reading? Quora. So it's more of like a a fic, or like a a, a board type thing, kind of like a Reddit or okay. a forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this uses one of the websites we literally linked to earlier. So it says that the most kills. Jason, number one, if we're talking like fictional, strictly movies, at 171 kills, is Jason takes the cake. Jason? Yeah. How many kills? 171. 171. So I agree with that. I also find a little bit of unfairness in that. Yeah, especially because he has like 20,000 movies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's so many different things you can reference for him, which is why he has so many kills. If any of these other serial killers that were on the list, um, you know, had as many movies as he did, I feel like they'd have just as much of a chance. Yeah. You know? But a close second is Michael Myers with an estimated 155. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And that, I mean, I can believe that, especially because there's. 13 Halloween movies. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Oh, actually, this number doesn't even include Halloween ends, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then if we're feeling a little fun, we can throw in TV serial killers, and Ooh. the most is Arthur Mitchell from Dexter with 279 oh. kills. But then again, remember, this is a TV show, and that show has, like, 10 million seasons to it. That's true. So. That's very true. 
I'm going to go ahead and place this on pause for a minute. Are you having internet issues? It, no, everything, it's a little slow, but everything just loaded, so. Oh, there we go. Now everything's loaded. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I lost track. Like, everything came up blank on my document. Mine I'm too, like... and then now it's all of a sudden, right when you said that, everything loaded. So yeah. I was like. Surprise, it's the ghost in the room. Real. Bah, bah, bah. Well, there we have it. So now we know who the top serial killers are. I mean, yeah. this is based off of just those websites, of course. Yeah. Right. But it um, seems the recurring theme is Jason and Michael. So Jason and Michael, which actually is crazy how that worked out because today's review is on Halloween ends, which is the newest Halloween. Yes, the one that literally came out yesterday. So, or well, oh, we what's go. the date? October. Today's October fifteenth, but it came out yesterday, October fourteenth. October fourteenth. So please don't listen to this in the future and be like, it didn't come out yesterday. <laughs> it, of course, it didn't. You dingleberry. It came out on the fourteenth of October. Yeah. So, which is ironic because October just started. Halloween did not end. Yep. Mm, so, nope. Halloween hasn't even no, started. I know the audacity, but you were able to see it. Yeah. Okay. You want to tell us about it? Yeah. So Halloween ends is. Set four years after the 2018 reboot, it marks the end of this rebooted franchise and supposedly the end of Halloween movies in general. I doubt that's true. But the final installment follows Laurie Strode accepting and embracing a classic lifestyle with her granddaughter Allison after the disappearance of Michael Myers. Yet, when Michael makes a mysterious return to past events, Laurie must face her biggest enemy one last time. <sighs> Crazy. Okay. So, this movie has been having a lot of online chatter. It premiered on Peacock Thursday night as well as in theaters. So, two audiences were seeing it, two audiences were seeing it at one time. People took to Twitter and they had a lot of things to say about this, and a lot of people did not like it. And I can totally see why. As for me, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I liked it. So, before we hop into all the negativity behind this movie, what would you personally rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 10? To 10, um, I would say like a 6. A 6. But okay. if you want my out of 5 rating, I put 3.5 out of 5. 3. Oh, that's right. That's what you do your, yeah. your blog. <laughs> Wait, we didn't plug your blog. What? Yet. Oh my God. Can you go and remind I'm everybody? I'm literally what it reading is? the review from the website, the which is postcreditreviews.com. There we go. Perfect. So you gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. What did the internet have to say? The internet was a little mad about it. Right now, it sits at a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience score is... The anticipation is killing me! 56%, which is kind of sucky. It's, it's above 50. I know we explained back in our vampire episode that the trick is you want to be above 50%. Yeah, but it's still a little low for an audience score. Yeah. However, I can see why people hated this or maybe disliked it a little. Well, what's the, what's the internet saying specifically how without they, giving away spoilers? Um, how they didn't do justice for the story. It veers, it's very, when you watch the movie, it's not very focused on Michael Myers. This is not really a spoiler, but Michael Myers does not literally physically appear in the movie until about an hour in and the movie's an hour and 52 minutes ew yeah no no or maybe a little bit less than an hour but still it's very it's near the hour mark no no yeah so basically 
the trilogy has sparked chaos throughout the Halloween fandom with everyone feeling different about the films that have brought back a horror icon. Um, Halloween Ends continues that trend as it becomes the most divisive film in the franchise as a whole. As for me, I enjoyed it. The Path director David Gordon Green and his, and his team take this story on is an entirely unexplored area in the franchise. It plays less like a cookie cutter slasher that Halloween Kills was and more like a romantic drama that deals with trauma, love, and hatred. It is a direction I did not see coming, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Films that mix genres always have a special place in my heart because of how engaging the takes can be in the script. In this installment, the writing brings to life so many ideas. The question is, do they all work? And they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Halloween and Halloween Kills, it has its moments of hiccups within the script. I'll try to be vague as possible because saying the slightest will give a lot away. But there's a new character at the forefront of the story, and his backstory and characteristics show like a clear path for his character and how he deals with life. But the script and direction do not always show us the relevant details. Some scenes feel less significant than off-story actions, and it desperately needed a few tweaks in the first act because despite its boldness and direction of story, it was getting tedious not seeing Michael Myers for almost a whole hour of the film. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't going to like this film for the wild direction it takes the franchise. However, I appreciated this breath of fresh air. After the predictable 2018 reboot and the over-the-top slasher that was Halloween Kills, the more dramatic and deep-rooted story is something I widely appreciate. Of course, many of the ideas lack proper execution, but I was thoroughly intrigued by the story. It may not be the best ending to this long-standing franchise, but it worked for me. Wow. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So... We were talking a little bit before the podcast about your history with the Halloween movies. Yes. So you've seen which ones again? I've only seen the first or the original one and the three most recent. So, so Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. The original one by John Carpenter. Yes. Okay, excellent. So obviously that was the one that started it all. Yeah. So we're not, we're not going to necessarily tie that one in because that was so long ago. It's hard to compare that one to what's happening today because of how many movies have been out. Just with Halloween ends, I'm pretty sure it's 13. 13 yes. Halloween it movies? 1978, and we're now in 2022. So oh, my God. A large chunk of That's, time. <laughs> uh, in six more years, it's going to be 50 years. That's insane. That's a long time yeah. for a movie franchise. And, and I don't think it's going to be over, but we'll see. Well, we won't dive too much into this, but I guess there was a thing that yes. Amy Lee Curtis, yes, um, I guess she had to sign something after this movie was released saying she's not going to make any more Halloween movies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the rights go back to like an old studio that has it too. It's not Blumhouse anymore, which did the rebooted series. But we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's really interesting. Man, oh man. So would you recommend this to people? Mm. You, you, you personally. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and let's rephrase it then. As someone who is not familiar or as as caught up with the Halloween movies like myself, I've only seen the first one, so I don't know what's don't happening this, recently. Then. I would be lost. I'm assuming yeah, you have. It feels like you have to watch the twenty the 2018 one, and then go to Halloween Kills, then Halloween Ends. They're pretty short, so you can knock them out in like maybe one afternoon. Okay, but... so Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends yeah. are all part of the same trilogy. Yes, by Bloomhouse. Yeah, Bloomhouse. Okay. But the other, 
the other 10 movies. <laughs> well, here, I have a timeline for you oh, guys. perfect. Okay. okay, so we start off with the 1978 original. Then it goes from the 1978 original all the way to the 2018. So it disregards the other 10 movies, or nine movies. What? Yeah, it just like completely forgets about them, and we go straight into the story. It takes place 40 years after the original, and here we have Laurie Strode, like, older. She has a daughter and a granddaughter, and it picks up from there. Then there's the sequel timeline where it starts off from Halloween, and it goes from Halloween 2, 3, 4, and 5, which is, like, if you're... Like, they made those movies. If you've ever been to Horror Nights, they mainly do Halloween 3 or 4 as a maze. Um, so if you're familiar with that, that's where you've seen those. Okay. And then the second time, or the third timeline is the H20 timeline, which is the 20th anniversary of the original. So it goes the original, Halloween 2, which was 1981. Then it goes to H20 and Halloween Resurrection, which is, well, I think we're either mid or late 90s early 2000s were those movies because it was the 20th anniversary then there is the previous er, series which is the rob zombie timeline which was halloween 2007 and then halloween 2 2009 so there's literally four different timelines going on at once i totally forgot that rob zombie did some of the halloween movies yeah crazy interesting interesting so that's that's obviously a lot of jumping around that's that's a lot of information because uh, i have no idea what you're talking about yeah <laughs> being the only one who's i've only seen the first one um but um do you out of just let's just talk the new trilogy right the the bloom house ones yeah would you recommend this trilogy to people for people who haven't seen any of the other films but they've seen the first one. But they've seen the first yeah, one. Yeah. So, think it's... like that, well, like what you said with the timeline, right? Where it's one and then it goes straight into the Blumhouse films. Yeah. Okay. I would recommend it. it I gave every, or I gave Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends all the same score 3.5 out of 5. Okay. I enjoyed all of them. They each have their own problems. They each have their, like, highlights, but I think they're fun. Well, I feel like that's very, you know, like you said, this this takes a breath of fresh air away from the classic slasher films that it was known for back in the 70s and the 80s. I feel like Blumhouse is really good for that, though, where they yeah. build more backstory on these characters and make these characters more, not necessarily relatable, but in the terms of there's more to it than just the slasher. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially with the Black Phone, which just happened a few months ago. Correct. Yeah, that was definitely a, a good story-driven movie. Yeah, which is crazy because I guess the book is really short. I know. Like, it's very, very short. So they were able to do, it was like a 15-page story or something. Yeah, it was they, like a short story, and they yeah. made it into a feature lane. Yeah, so to be able to create that kind of stuff. And that was also Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's pretty crazy how they're able to provide that additional yeah, background on these characters and kind of, like you said, make it into a, a breath of fresh air, you know, for all these newcomers, not necessarily the people who grew up with it, you know, so... Um, but thank you so much for reviewing that for yeah. us. Appreciate it. Check it out on postcreditreviews.com. You can watch the movie on postcreditreviews.com? No. Uh, no check okay. out my review. <laughs> but what if you want to watch the movie? Where can you watch it? If you want to watch Halloween Ends, it's streaming on Peacock for 60 days. So by the time this comes out, it'll already be a week. So like roughly like 45 days after that. But it is also in theaters now as well if you want to see it in, on the big screen. 
there we have it. Well, thank you again so much, good sir. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, again, just like we do with all of our different episodes after our review, I like to play a game. So this is an actual, actual game. It's not like that mini game that we played earlier with yes. our top five, even though that was still exciting to hear <laughs> our lists. It's to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. But talking about this kind of stuff is a little, um, you know, gruesome yeah. in, in, ter- in long terms, right? Because there's a lot of information to go through. But when it comes to uh, serial killers... <laughs> I literally jumped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them ready out for that. <laughs> so what we're going to be doing today, oh, this is so obnoxious, is have the internet die out on us so I can't see my document. I got you. We're and gonna then we're going to play gonna... a game. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. I got it. I got it. We're going to be playing a game, what I like to call Serial Serial. And that's Serial like the killers and then Serial like the breakfast food. So... I asked Nathan earlier this week, I'm just like, what if a serial killer was a mascot for a serial brand? And then what if a serial mascot was a serial killer? Who do you feel would be a good fit? So... This is so hard. <laughs> so there's a lot of cereal out there. Yeah, I literally looked up the website and it was like the 30 best cereal. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, okay, I sat there for 30 minutes brainstorming ideas and I think I found one I like. Oh my God. Okay, so and that's for the cereal portion. The cereal killer make a good cereal mascot. Okay, yeah. perfect. So we're going to start with that. So we're going to talk about the cereal killer that would make a good cereal mascot. Who did you come up with? Okay, get ready for the pun. Bring you it ready? Up. Chucky Charms. Stop! Oh my god. Okay, so which is a parody of Lucky Charms. Yes. Okay, so and also it's a play off of the TV show and the movie that we talked about. Yeah. Chucky. Okay. Are there any catchphrases for your cereal? See, I took too long thinking of Chucky Charms that I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> But I did come up with a good reason. Because he's a doll, kid-oriented, kids like cereal. They eat cereal for breakfast. Yeah. Boom. Wow. (laughs) And you know what's crazy is that I'm sure that cereal is to die for. But, um, (laughs) that's not even cereal killer. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) So, Chucky Charms. Chucky Charms. That's a good one. So I don't actually have a fun title like that for my. Oh, own. I know. Um, it's, um, <laughs> it's. Um, it <laughs> oh no. Jason Voorhees hose. But um, like you know, with the little yeah. o, the dash O's at the end, like Cheerios. Yeah. And I couldn't think of a fun catchphrase. It's okay. We're in the same boat. <laughs> but all I can think of is that there's like something that changes the milk red. Ew. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's scary. That I mean, fun. it's cool. All right. Yeah. Just... Uh, but I don't know if there's going to be, there's probably going to be marshmallow bits. Yeah. And mine. Like, and not like Chucky e. Charms, but like, I feel like my marshmallow bits would be like um, the, the face of Jason. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like it'd probably be like a knife. Or his machete, right? He's a yeah. machete person. Is that not a knife? I mean, it is, right? I'm not like a. I'm not. 
a kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, the machete that he carries. Michael right? Myers butcher knife. <laughs> <laughs> now in stores. Buy yeah. one now. I feel like that would be the shapes, but I don't have any other than maybe like taste best at uh, Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, I don't have anything either. No. I don't watch enough Chucky to be like, here's a quote from the movie. <laughs> so that was our cereal cereal. Yes. Now let's go ahead and talk cereal cereals. Cereal mascots. That would make a good cereal killer. There's a, okay. I never realized how many actual mascots are out right? there. So, I mean, I get the same cereal every week. Right? Yeah. I'm very much a Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. That's mm-hmm. like my go-to. Do you have a cereal that you really like? I don't really eat cereal that often, but I do like a good cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, yeah, so that's, good. Yeah, or the Stead Flakes. Those are bomb, too. Oh, yes. Yes. So good. And we're going to be talking about cereal mascots. That would be good cereal killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you did you find one? Yeah, this one I was like, oh, easy. Got it. Okay, bring it on. Okay. Captain Crunch. Okay. Okay, Captain Crunch. So I'm already imagining him as a killer, right? Yes. He just has that menacing kind of face. He where... seems like he's a little crazy in the head, especially because he's like on a boat. You know what I mean? He's a captain. Like he's a he's got a troubled past. Yeah, for he, sure. You know, like those captains right there, they have so much trauma. It's really in them. You know, it's deep in their heart and their gut. So they're gonna take it out. On somebody. <laughs> so now I'm curious. Like, if you really dive deep into the Captain Crunch character, how would you create him as a serial killer? Like, what would be his his niche that would make him stand out? Like his little weapon or, like... Well, weapon or, like, how I'm imagining it, right? I'm imagining him kind of like um, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Where he's kind of like... Like, he's like part sea creature, right? Like, he was, like, mutated into, like, mm. part sea creature, and he's able to, like, call the Kraken... And he can use, like, cannonballs and all this See, stuff. See, in my eyes, he's more, like, traditional. Like, he has, like, a I don't, like a spear type thing. Like, you know, those... those oh, like a harpoon. Mean, yeah, the, that's the, the the name. Like, I feel like he would have a harpoon and just, like, rah, stab, stab, stab. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like at night, he just, like, loses it. You know what I mean? Like, once the sun goes down, they're just sailing on the sea. All of a sudden, he just, like, goes crazy on the sailors. So his motivation is just craziness. Yeah, like, he just deals with this trauma by, like, releasing it and killing. Oh, my God. That is amazing. And you can watch Captain Crunch, the movie, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a few... Oh. That I was going through. <laughs> I was really weighing out my options here, right? The first one that came to mind for me was the Trix Rabbit. Ooh. <laughs> I, I he's just he's insane to begin with. He gaslights everybody. I was watching the commercials. <laughs> and he's like, "No, these are mine, dude." And like, yeah. uh, no, Lucky I or Lucky buys products. That yeah. little yogurt thing yeah. that he had with the Trix cereal. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I Tricks, would eat Trix for kids. Uh, yeah. Right. So I'm just like, okay, maybe he's out for revenge to get his tricks back. That was my original thought, mm-hmm. right? I dove much deeper. Uh-oh. Much, into much the tricks deeper. lore? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not into tricks. Just in the cereal oh. in general. And I thought, well, what about the Honey Nut Cheerios bee? Ooh. But scary. it's like a, like the movie would be called Swarm, right? And it's oh, like no, about no. a bunch of bees that's led by the Honey Nut Cheerios bee. No, thank you. Be happy or be healthy. <laughs> Right, but the one that I chose, that I feel like is just it, very very ghost face. Snap, crackle, and pop. The three little fairy thingies from the Rice Krispie yeah. treats. Are they fairies? 
I don't know what elves. Elves like Keebler know. elves. They yeah. look like the Keebler elves. Yeah. But I feel like just have them tag team and like take them out. I they kind of remind me of gremlins. I was gonna say they they have like that crazed personality that Captain Crunch gives off. Yeah, and all they want to hear is that crack, which they're gonna get after they Ooh. crack your arm, right? I know. No, thank you. So it's but they're 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 sneaky. They're mischievous. It's very very gremlins. Yeah. You know? right. Now I guess my question for you, if my snap crackle and pop. It went up against your Captain Crunch. Who do you think would win? Mm. Kind of like like Freddy versus Jason kind of. Yours thing. would win. Mine would. Yeah. Why would why would mine win? I feel like Captain Crunch is like a little stupid sometimes. You know what I mean? Like the craze gets to him and he's just like, uh oh. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> but I feel like if Snap, Crackle, and Pop were lined up in a row, like running after, <laughs> yeah, he, he could harpoon just all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> like kebab them, you know? Done. Oh my gosh, that'd be ridiculous. That's a uh Snap Crackle and Pop versus Captain Crunch. Catch it in theaters? Twenty twenty six. Oh yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. Who knew cereal had so much like history to it? There's a, there's a lot of cereal when it comes to cereal. But I mean, that's that's basically it. That's that's the entire show. Yeah. We did it. We we survived all the way through the end talking about serial killers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you could see me jump when he did I, that. I oh wish we were recording recording. <laughs> oh my god. That, that was too great. scary. <laughs> I jump at anything. Ugh. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> I'm leaving. Are we done yet? Uh, we're, we're basically <laughs> finished. Now, I do want to have a just a special thank you to everybody. Today is National Dictionary Day. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know. No. There's a national something for everything. There is. <laughs> I know. So to be able to thank you guys, I went to thesaurus.com to be able to get as many thank yous as I possibly could. Oh, boy. Because you guys are appreciated. You guys are pleasant. You're pleasing, refreshing, satisfying, accepted, and cherished. Wow. Look at all those thesaurus words. I know. And I am honored to be your esteemed host. More thesaurus words. Wow. These are all thesaurus synonyms for welcome. And that's your English lesson for today. So I was not as prepared this week, so I don't have a fun quote at the end of the day today. I can give you... A quote from Halloween and or not Halloween, Halloween kills. Ooh, it goes, do it. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> they said that like three thousand times during the movie. <laughs> they, it was like Michael tonight. Myers is here. Evil dies tonight. We're gonna go do that one more time with the echo. You ready? Right, ready? Here we go, here we go. Evil dies tonight. What a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple last-minute things here. Obviously, you guys can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PlanetPickPod, P-I-C, not Not P-I-C-K. We talked about that last week, too. (laughs) P-I-C, PlanetPickPod, Instagram and Twitter. You can also, obviously, take a look at Nathan's review blog. Yeah, it's postcreditreviews.com. And if you want to check out the Instagram, where there's a little bit more reviews and little mini reviews, it's Nathan Diaz, PCR. There we have it. Yeah. So I just want to thank you guys again so much for listening in. Hopefully you all really enjoyed our show, and hopefully you guys enjoyed us talking about serial killers. I was prepared. Good. He's learning. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
And if you guys have any uh, questions, concerns of that sort about the podcast, recommendations, email us, call the Instagram page. Call it? <laughs> Please don't call me. <laughs> uh, post on Instagram, comment on our stuff, reach out to us on Twitter. We'd be more than happy to hear what your guys' thoughts are on this. Yeah. I know we had one thing of feedback so far, Uh-oh. and that's our uh, feedback. We're having some issues technologically sometimes. We're trying our best. We are. <laughs> so if you guys listen to our extended episode that's actually being released on Monday, or it was released on, on Monday. Monday. Yeah. Um, of the Monsters podcast. That was a interesting Ooh. background, or like Man. backstory background. So I did edit that one, but I didn't take out the technological stuff. So there's 12 extra minutes in that episode if you guys want to listen to that, and it will be something you want to listen to. I know, to. half of it's just like, what's that sound? Do you hear that? <laughs> it's like, you can, and then we make the noise, it's like, shh. Do you hear that? Do you and, hear that sound? And it's us like <laughs> troubleshooting, like as we're recording. Like... It's like okay, wait, let's pause here. Okay, hey guys. <laughs> so I strongly recommend listening to it. It's 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 gold. It's an extra twelve minutes um, this year or this year this yeah. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh my gosh, I am freaking delirious. I think my God, ready to sign off? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you again, everybody. Y'all have a great rest of your night. And uh, just to go ahead and end the night, let's go and end it with the Halloween ends here. So, well, well, that's actually what I'm... (gasps) How did you know? I'm a mastermind. The echo in here is so crazy. Thanks a lot, everyone. Y'all have a good night. Bye.